0: You're listening to a Tutor in Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference podcast. The 10th Annual Tutor in Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference took place at the Royal Irish Academy on the 19th and 20th of August, 2022. The conference was generously supported by the Royal Irish Academy and Marsh's Library. As in previous years, the conference was recorded for podcasting by Real Smart Media, in association with History Hub. You can access the archive of Tudor and Stuart Ireland Conference podcasts on History Hub's website, historyhub.ie, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. In this episode, a recording of a paper by Tom Heron from East Carolina University entitled Castle to Classrooms Teaching Kilcoman Castle in Virtual Reality.
1: The main question is how does virtual reality uh, involving historical monuments? how does that help us teach our uh, subject, and what are its uses? Uh, and so our project, uh, which is... and then also uh, our project, which is uh, based on a digital model of Kilcolman Castle, Edmund Spencer's Castle down in Cork, is a perfect example, I think, of a of, um, perfect model for that very question, because we're, we're asking how can virtual reality, which recreates a space, uh, help inform the teaching of literature? If you're interested in Edmund Spencer's poetry, for example, which is connected to Kilcoma Castle. How can it help inform our understanding of castle architecture uh, in the ways that we've recreated it? Uh, how can it help inform uh, the study of history, uh, the Munster Plantation, uh, as well as figures like uh, Sir Walter Raleigh or um, people like the Earl of Desmond or the brother of the Earl of Desmond, John of Desmond, uh, the 15th Earl. Uh, uh, who uh, owned Kilcolman for a time. So there's a number of different disciplinary angles that one can take uh, studying Kilcolman Castle. So again, how does virtual reality inform or help inform the teaching and help bring those worlds alive particularly for students and for ourselves as teachers and and researchers. Uh, So here we have Kilcolman on the left which is in a ruin uh, and then we rebuilt it uh, as a, in a digital model, added a little Elizabethan knotted garden, which is not there in the archaeology, but again, an example of you can put features into, the, into a hypothetical recreation, hypothetical, very clearly labeled that, but you can put in features that uh, are part of a Tudor world, right, that could have been found at a place like this. Uh, and then that is yet another way to introduce a topic using something like Kilcolman Castle. You can talk about uh, Elizabethan English knotted Gardens if you want to and have nothing to do with Ireland per se except where they were employed in Ireland. So again, once you get into the digital modeling, the sky's the limit in that way, and of course, but at the same time, you want to be careful in terms of what you include, and uh, as long as you're, you know, specify what is hypothetical and what not. but you're also, of course, encouraging students to think about connections between cultures and, uh, cultures and artifacts um, and um, ideas uh, as well, Uh, And so one great way to do that is through your own hypothetical connections that you are making. And the other reason, of course, we put in uh, a garden, for example, in our recreation uh, was because Edmund Spencer, who's one of the main focus points of, of, uh, uh, of, of the castle and the exploration of this site... Uh, was very interested in gardens uh, in his poetry. So when you bring, put in a garden, that can lead to uh, introducing topics. Once the student is in this world, that can introduce the topic of gardens, which can lead you on to the poetry as well. Or it could lead you to the pleasurable activities in the landscape that a planter could have had, for example. So there's, again, a lot of different dimensions, basically based on what you want to teach about. Okay? But a few you know, sort of points that you can latch on to that may be especially relevant, or which are especially relevant, to the writings uh, and the intellectual world of the people who would have inhabited these places. So, uh, uh, this all started with the website that we began in 2010, Centering Spencer, you can Google that, um, uh, which uses interdisciplinary research and pedagogy to focus on Edmund Spencer's occupation of a castle in the Munster plantation in Ireland. The website integrates literature, art history, archaeology, music, geography, and history. So, like, a, and we've updated it since then. And most recently, we got a, a National Endowment for the Humanities grant to build the virtual reality component of it specifically. And that grant has run out and 2022 it's a stage two digital advancement grant uh we're hoping to apply for we will apply for stage three and the stage three is meant to basically publicize it right and then also as a way to bring teachers in to engage with it i'm hoping to build workshops uh where people can get you know a bit of a stipend to come in and, and work in situ with some of our computer people with me with other people with the contributors to the project who are more than just myself uh, and so that's what we hope to do next, also to, to disseminate, like I'm doing right now, information about this project so that people will be able to learn about it and would be encouraged uh, to to use it in their own classrooms. And you guys are obviously the ideal captive audience for this kind of kind of project. Um, and uh, so there's the website, and you can see also that we have also added a, a virtual reality component. That's sort of the second manifestation of what it looks like, but it has different... Uh, All sorts of aspects to it, including pictures, historical images of Kil Coleman, uh, not just the digital model, uh, some archaeology maps, a little bit here and there, Uh, short essays written mostly by me uh, about Sir Walter Raleigh's connection with Spencer, for example, um, uh, and others. And so again, the part of the idea is to show, not just to focus on Spencer, but to emphasize uh, his connectivity with other important uh, colonials at the time, particularly Sir Walter Raleigh uh, and Thomas Harriet. Spencer writes in his poetry about how Sir Walter Raleigh visited him at uh, Kilcombe, and They piped back and forth in this pastoral guise. Uh, so we know that there are connections there, and then people like Harriet who are, who are fascinating, uh, and not to mention Spencer. And of course the other idea, and the other idea of bringing on uh, uh, contributors to to the VR project like uh, Ruth Canning, uh, for example, uh, and uh, Vicky McAllister is also to broaden out slightly more into the, the world of uh, the, the Gaelic uh, world around Spencer, but also uh, the old English uh, cultures that, that he sort of inherited and took over and uh, helped to extinguish uh, to a degree as well. And so, of course, in this way, it's connected to the McMorris project that we've just heard about, this connectivity. But, again, it's different than that in that we're really focused on one place mainly and the stones that remain and rebuilding the world around that. Uh, But it's just serendipitous these go together. But the scope of what Evan and Pat are doing is far greater than anything we're doing here, certainly in terms of the intellectual breadth of the project. So, um, what is Kilcolman Castle? Uh, you probably know about it. Uh, again, it's a 15th-century tower house. was added onto uh, later, as a, in terms of great hall, including added a part added by uh, Spencer. This intermediary uh, uh, sort of parlor, we call it, on the ground floor level. Um, it's located down in the in the middle of uh, Munster. One reason we called the website Centering Spencer again to call attention to. Um, the idea of Spencer at the center of activities, and he really not far from the, you know, the Limerick Cork Road. Uh, and uh, to get away from this idea that many Spenserians still have also, that Spencer is this sort of isolated genius in the wilderness, Ovid on the Black Sea sort of character, but really he's, uh, I would see him more as, as, uh, as the Virgil, right? And he was called the Prince of Poets in his time. He was seen as the Virgil in his time, an imperial poet who's really at the center of many things that are going on, including uh, colonization. Um, uh, so we based our own research on you know, maps and archaeological studies that have been done, David Newman Johnson, uh, Eric Klingelhoffer, the archaeological survey up there, recreations, historical pictures, other things like uh, Mallow Castle, which has, needs to be more properly explored. We did recreations based on uh, Barry's Court Castle, the Bonn area, which also um, had uh, a pleasure garden next to it, right? An interior bond thought to be used for pleasure gardens. So again, putting in a hypothetical pleasure garden, we can call attention to other sites which would have had something like that. Uh, It was built uh, using uh, Autodesk Maya, and this is eventually what we ended up with, uh, which is a recreation of the tower house, part of which you can still see. The bond is more or less gone. There's a tiny little corner down there. You can still see it. uh, And this great hall here and this intermediary parlor, which would have been rebuilt in Spencer's time, which the archaeology, there was a few leaded, pane glass, uh, 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 leaded panes from the glass windows that had been found, which again justifies putting that in it. There's a little building over here, we're going to call it a kitchen, we haven't developed that yet, but that's something that could perhaps be developed in the future. Let's build a virtual kitchen that students can go into and learn about uh, medieval cooking. It's a hot topic these days, and it's, again, it's a fascinating part of what's going on. What you see there is obviously much cleaner uh, than what would have originally been very messy, I'm sure, and could also have included stables, could have included, you know, uh, smithies, a lot, a lot of other things. So you see sort of cleaned up version, but you get some essential parts of what would have been a planter uh, community. Um, so, so it's sort of very schema. Here you can see sort of cross-section. This is all on the website. Uh, and that's the cross-section of the Great Hall, the parlor section, a little cellar space that Klingelhofer has identified, uh, and then on the left, that intermediary parlor, and then a privy in in the turret. Um, So, having built the outside, what do we put on the inside? Again, using, uh, uh, so there's an interior space of his bedroom, using a four-poster bed that we ripped out of uh, Shakespeare's birthplace, uh, threw in there as a sample Tudor bed, uh, and then again, trying to use uh, objects that would have some concrete connection to the archaeology of the place. So Eric Klinghofer found a, a tuning peg for an instrument. So, okay, from Spencer's strata, or more or less Spencer's strata, so let's put an instrument. It's wonderful to think that Spencer, for example, could have been listening to lute music. And of course, in his view of the present state of Ireland, he writes about how he also listened to Irish bards. Uh, so perhaps he had harps. Uh, in, in, in there or certainly people came through with harps uh, who could have uh, played in Kilcoman, Coleman but it opens up new worlds of, of possible objects again that you can uh, 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 bring up with your students as well and on the website we have so there's we put a lute in there you hear an explanation of a lute Uh, And then, uh, thanks to the web, you'd have an audio recording uh, of, uh, that would be Dowland's Tears, I believe we put in there, Uh, and then the sort of interactive bird's eye view of the parlor, we can click on a couple different objects, and they pop up, and you you learn about them. And then, at the second part of those analyses, I would put in literary connections to his poems, always trying to connect Spencer's poetry to the material world around him, Uh, primarily in Ireland, since that's the focus, but of course... Uh, he's an Englishman who came to Ireland, so there's the whole literary, uh, English literary world around him as well. Uh, so, uh, so, and sh- you know, Spencer has a short poem on a lute, which you can then analysis uh, analyze in that in that context. And the sort of teaching questions that come up from this virtual world, whether you're looking at the website or going through the VR modules that we built, which I'm about to show you in a minute. But these are the sort of questions that come up when you're rebuilding this world. Uh, what are some of the main things that you put into it? And this raises questions like, how high church was Spencer? How puritanical was Spencer? This is a big debate about his poetry. How much of a Calvinist was he? How much of a Puritan was he? How Anglican was he? Did he have crypto-Catholic sympathies? Well, these can all be debated based on what you want to put into the model or not. So one question was, should we put a wall fresco or a mural here we have St. Christopher, or should it have been whitewashed? And it would be interesting to, us to do a second version of this model where you could just click on it, right, and then it would be whitewashed or not, and then you could ask your students, which, which version do you think, based on his poetry, or his writings in the view, uh, do you think would be the, the better version of this room? And it gets the students to think. Now, And it introduces them to a 15th century uh, English uh, wall painting. That we sort of copied and slapped on the wall there. Um, and uh, and then the other question was would there have, would Christ have been on the cross or not would there have been you know uh, image uh, would that have been seen as idolatry or not to, to include the Christ figure um, another big uh, debate uh, I, I I had a, a tit for tat with uh, Tygo Keefe and Spencer Review, uh, a debate that uh, rocked the internet, (laughs) Uh, how big was Spencer's tower? Again, Tygo Keefe wrote an analysis where, again, he's saying that Spencer's in the middle of nowhere, practically, cut off from roads, had very little uh, to do, and kind of isolated that same paradigm of the isolated poet. Abed on the Black Sea and I said no actually it depends on how you look at it I see it if you come a different perspective it doesn't look like a stump in the middle of nowhere but you can really get the sense of the grandeur of it and when you recreate it it becomes much larger still even though it's a second class tower house as it were it's not exactly Blarney Castle nonetheless it's, it's got some similarities with Blarney Castle uh, and um, But again, when you f- rebuild the world, we get a better understanding of actually how rich uh, and and powerful this site would have been, particularly for you know an upper uh, 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 a middle class or one would have been formerly lower class perhaps he was a scholarship boy but anyway a Londoner made good uh, getting an estate and becoming a landed gentleman in Ireland and nominated sheriff of Cork uh, just before his death uh, again the whole perspective on Spencer's life and career and therefore his works also can change based on how you model his world and what you put into it so moving on very quickly to uh, the VR um uh we know that VR today is, is being more and more used in educational purposes. For example, simply with a 360 camera, you can go into any monument, you can film it, throw it up on the web. Google uh, has the technology on the web to do that. And you can teach classes you know, with the VR where you bring them into the... uh, into Jerusalem for example or any castle uh, and uh, show them actually the actual photographs of it as it exists now and then one step beyond that of course is to build the digital model which is more labor-intensive but nonetheless can also be done Uh, so uh, at ECU we started out with HoloLens augmented reality and we put this castle into it we moved on to uh, a company called Wanda VR which was able, which gives us the technology to put the castle into a cell phone, which then you split into stereoscopic view, put it into a Google Cardboard holder, and you get the VR experience on your cell phone. So any model or picture you put into your phone, you can turn into a VR experience with that split screen stereoscopic kind of view. Well, we did that, and of course, we get to the end of the intermediate part of our grant, and Wanda VR tells us, we're no longer going to use Google Cardboard technology. So your model is not going to work with us anymore uh, on, uh, uh, on people's phones. And the whole idea behind our grant was is that if we get the digital model on people's phones, students' phones. Every student has a phone. The Google Cardboard holder is only like $15 or something like that uh, and, uh, or less. Uh, and, and then you, know, you can run your class and just the students have to have the, the, uh, uh, the cardboard in their own phone. And, and then they can go through this tour. Well, however, so we're probably going to scratch the VR part with the phone. Nonetheless, uh, VR is growing in terms of other devices like Oculus, Oculus Go, uh, and uh, Oculus Quest, and not to mention Oculus Rift. And so that's the direction we're going uh, now. Uh, And uh, not to mention using also... uh, tools uh, like Unreal Engine, which give a more fully interactive uh, uh, um, experience of the castle, which we're also playing around with, though it's not actually part of our immediate grant. Um, So again, just again, some of the distinctions between some of the different uh, characteristics of using Studio versus uh, Wanda VR Spaces, we're moving on to the one called um, Spaces, and Spaces also allows um, collaboration. And that's the key thing. When you're in this world now with the space with the Oculus Go, uh, Oculus headset, you can now communicate over the Internet with another teacher in a different part of the world. As long as that person's in the Internet, their microphones, you hear that person's voice, you can talk directly with that person, or you can get 15 people in the castle at once, that digital model, walking around, that is your students. You can interact, you can draw graffiti on the walls. You can call attention to objects, and in, you can actually do a real-time teaching in the castle with an avatar and the oculus go technology allows you to do that as well and uh, or to have a second teacher in there with you and you're communicating by voice and uh, also you see each other acting uh, around in there so it's exciting the where the technology is taking us so from going from the old phone model okay which is much cheaper from the studio we're moving now into oculus quest and meta quest 2 now it's been taken over by uh, microsoft It's now meta uh, uh, the Oculus uh, device and uh, uh, is much more is expensive, but it's not prohibitively expensive, especially if your library buys them, right? Uh, these aren't $3,000 Oculus Rift devices. These are still f- three, four hundred euro uh, devices that can be shared. Um, and uh, so, our grant specifically, what we did is we brought together Vicki McAllister, archaeologist; Suzanne Otway, historian; Ruth Canning, historian; Sarah Painter, a high school teacher, literature teacher. Uh, and then some of our tech people to build uh, modules uh, for using the same digital model where they put their own content into it, their own pop-up features, right? So they can highlight what objects they want, and then you can go through into different modules uh, according if you're teaching history or archaeology, uh, Vicki is very interested in the architectural uses, uh, she's an archaeologist as well, expert on tower houses, or if you want to learn more about literature, you can go on my tour or you can go on the high school tour where we have an interactive build-your-own uh, sonnet scavenger hunt, find pieces of a Spencer sonnet in different parts of the castle, and then the students have to get together in teams and put the sonnet back together. That's a great thing for high school students to do, to get them into, you know, the discourse of a sonnet. So again, the sky is the limit. So here we have a web-based, uh, 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 we have web pages that will take you into the individual modules. These are the different modules. Susanna has written, uh, we're not shying away from the politics of Spencer. Spencer's use of famine as a weapon of war and a view of the present state of Ireland, focusing on his prose and the politics. Yep. And uh, so just quickly zip through, and I'm almost done here. So you'll, you'll enter, here's just an example of what you see. You enter the world. There's different signs. You can click... You can go up in the floor. We're in the cellar now. You can click on a particular object um, uh, icon and you'll get a mantle, for example. We all know how important mantles are to Spencer if you've read The View of the Present State of Ireland, not to mention as an early modern cultural trope, as it were. Um, You can click up information and learn about mantles, their use, the descriptions of mantles. Students can learn. You can incorporate pictures. So there's Lucas Here, and then there's also... Uh, uh, John uh, Derrick, Rory Ogo Moore in a mantle. You can talk about that. You can give added information, just like you would on a website, right? But here, again, it would be in an immersive environment. So the same sort of pop-up ideas you get on a website. Uh, Vicky uh, then would talk about dovecotes, and so she'll pull up a a medieval manuscript showing a dovecote, right, so comparison. So again, sort of teaching, I talk about Spencer's poetry, here is a frontispiece with the signature emerito thought to be Spencer, uh, and we put that in Spencer's virtual library at the top of the tower. Uh, So you can bring up some of Spencer's own handwriting, some of Spencer's sources. Uh, here, uh, Susanna Ottaway took a student, went to Kilcoman, photographed the landscapes, and is talking about the landscape and the environment and food uh, uh, resources and famine uh, uh, in Spencer's own time, and showing contemporary pictures of Kilcoman in the context of the castle. Um, here again is a sonnet, so you have a pop-up version of, of one of his sonnets. So we, we love poetry, we put it in his bedroom. Uh, it's the Amoretti. The Amoretti has a number of words, Uh, that are politically tied in uh, or or also uh, erotically and regarding sort of the politics, amatory politics of a a love sonnet. Uh, And it brings up questions you can ask your students. Uh, Once we learn about the Tower House and we read the sonnet, Uh, Why is Spencer referring to it as a cage that he wants to bring his uh, bride, Elizabeth Boyle, into? Why does he refer to it as brazen? Is this really a sacred bower? If you got this love sonnet from your fiancé, would you be convinced to come live in this place and be his love, as it were? Would you want to be in such a gilded cage? Well, we've recreated that gilded cage, uh, hypothetically. And there it is again, a garden. Also asked the question is that if you're not only looking in at Spencer, but when he's looking out, Right? What kind of attitude, do? We, how do we reread his poetry from the sense of an embattled, uh, encircled planter? There, again, here we get an example of you can have a couple avatar heads, and you can all meet in, in collective spaces and discuss what's going on in the virtual reality. And where we want to go next is maybe incorporate some landscape, I can get past that, uh, studies, And there are other excellent VR uh, programs out there you might want to check out looking at the landscape interaction around the site for example this one on Samothrace from Emory this is a fantastic website virtual anchor watt also has very good teaching resources this one's amazing also has animation in it a lot of money and energy went went into this one Uh, I really recommend checking it out and so to end with a few questions Uh, how can we use VR for research teaching and research not everybody wants that machine on their head for very long and you certainly don't want to read a novel through a VR device or maybe even a poem but nonetheless uh, it can start uh, and initiate some dialogues another very good VR site is the Anne Frank house which is actually all about the confinement and captivity. You could, this is free access on the web. You go into this, you really get a sense of the tight space that Anne Frank was in in Amsterdam. It's amazing. So even having that on your head can actually add to the experience of this sense of enclosure and being tied in. So there's really interesting ways that some of the programs can actually f- tie into this sense of confinement that can simply come from wearing the machine on your head. And, of course, ultimately the goal is to get people to learn about early modern Ireland and Spencer's Castle, which. Can continues to be in private hands. It's a ruin, a protected monument, it's very hard to get to, uh, and uh, so hopefully this will bring that world alive. So thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from the Tudor and Stuart Ireland Interdisciplinary Conference. You can access the entire archive of Tudor and Stuart Ireland Conference podcasts on History Hub's website historyhub.ie as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify.